0: rta.ie drama on one.
1: Tonight's Drama on One tells the story of Irish woman Celia O'Dowd, the ambitious director of an English public art gallery who feels her latest curated exhibition represents the last chance for promotion and preferment. Starring Cathy Rose O'Brien, Nick Dunning, Chris McCallum and Michael James Ford. This is Preferred Medium by Bob Gallagher.
2: said no Celia
0: get somebody else
2: darling wake up come on now there
0: are plenty of other people
2: Celia ah, ah, no <sighs> it's all over darling
3: <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Forgive the dig in the ribs.
0: Do MPs know the first thing about other human beings? (laughs) What? People don't wake people in a nightmare.
2: And your flying elbows? How would I explain a cracked incisor to my wife?
0: God, I can almost taste it. Earth in my mouth.
2: British or Irish?
0: I was being dragged into the Spencer.
2: Forget all about the Spencer. I know something that will help.
0: Oh, no, robbers. Oh, please.
2: You sure? Oh, sleep.
4: Oh. No, thank you. I don't need a map. I know the way.
2: Celia, mm-hmm. here's some coffee.
0: Mm, you're dressed.
2: Well, it's gone 11.
0: It looks a gorgeous day. Oh, it really does.
2: I've assembled the lunch stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. What does that look mean?
0: Somebody my age would like to wake up Didn't and I wake would like you to up? wake up uh, on a bright Sunday morning, after well, uh, a week from hell. after yet another week in a city I hate, would like to wake up and think, "Where shall I go out and have lunch today? Correction.
2: Where shall the two of us go? Seems I'm a bastard, doesn't it?
0: And a bastard must have his bitch? I don't even
2: possess the decency to have a nightmare about your wife. Matters will improve once you're back in Ireland. Nobody will know me there. I have to get a job worth having first. You'll get one. Dublin, Cork, Galway, wherever. I'm looking forward to my little jaunts over there. We'll have far more um, room for manoeuvre. Room for manoeuvre? On the subject of which, may I unveil a proposal? Go out for a jog. I'll put together a lunch almost as pleasurable as what follows it. Go up, you get. Resist, Celia. Oh, it's David not. Whatever's up, little David will cope. Been at the gallery a hundred years, hasn't it?
0: David's a reliable and conscientious guy.
2: David! To start with, a goat's cheese, fig and roquette salad. Yes? With a precision-cooled Sauvignon Blanc. New Zealand, of course. But that's
0: only... What? Two hours? And
2: then halibut and asparagus.
0: They've been thoroughly trained. And
2: a mountain of Italian ice cream to finish.
0: I'll come in. Don't do anything. Sorry, Robert, no option.
2: What's happened? Has some tourist whipped out a flamethrower? Oh,
0: good, Robert. Great. Make a joke of it. A week from
2: hell, you said. Rushing back to the gallery on your first day off in ages suggests a catastrophe of some sort. If it's anything less... I'll tell you exactly what it is.
0: It's the second day of the exhibition which decides my future. Do I get back home or do I have to stay in this malignant city?
2: Malignant?
0: London? I don't have the time, Robert. I really don't have the time. doesn't move at all, David?
3: Not away from the bench. The shift says he looks around a lot but never gets up.
0: What time did he take up position yesterday?
3: Nobody knows. It just started to become obvious.
0: The Spencer's the centrepiece of this whole exhibition. What's his body language like?
3: None of the shift reports signs of agitation.
0: does he talk to anybody, uh, to himself?
3: He looks normal. He behaves normally.
0: does he talk to anybody?
3: Apparently not. The shift knows the score. The slightest sign of him stepping over the rope towards the painting. Oh, God. listen! People are encouraged into galleries in every imaginable way.
0: We can't tell them how long to stay.
3: Or, provided they don't touch anything or upset anybody, how to interact with the stock.
0: What's that? In his hand, spray paint, isn't it? I can't give me the unit, David. Celia. This is Celia O'Dowd. Staff to the central hall immediately. Incident alert.
3: Celia. It isn't paint. Look. It's an inhaler. But
0: it's nowhere near his mouth. He's checking. It. Incident terminated. Please return to your positions. Thanks, David.
3: Why not leave this to us, Celia? We've taken care of our masterpieces so far. The standard won't drop with this one. Yeah, but it's
0: not our masterpiece, though, is it? <laughs> If that is the resurrection, then give me eternal sleep. Sorry? In case you're wondering, Winston Churchill said that. About the painting. Oh. I didn't mean to break your concentration. You seemed to be absorbing yourself into the painting.
4: Not quite, though my father might. It's his absolute favourite. Not yours? Classic American comics. They're my favourite art form. Perhaps I've never really grown up.
0: All the same, this must have quite an impact on you. More than on Churchill, at any rate. Hmm. Oh, I... I hope I haven't offended you with the Churchill remark.
4: Offended me? No.
0: I know a lot of people share Spencer's positive vision. People back from the dead,
4: moving towards bliss. It's just that women don't often begin conversations with me.
0: I suppose this is a conversation.
4: None of them look very happy, do they? The people rising out of the grave.
0: Not conventionally happy, anyway.
4: Hmm.
0: I've made you smile.
4: The phrase did. Conventionally happy.
0: Happiness is happiness, is that it?
4: Look at that figure there, for example. Leaning back against the tombstone, he looks almost bored, like somebody at a bus stop.
0: But that's Stanley Spencer.
4: I suppose I should have known.
0: Well, given that you've been stunned, yes. Four years it took him to paint.
4: It is a big painting.
0: What do you think of the rest of the exhibition?
4: I haven't taken much notice.
0: Oh, those kids seem excited.
4: Aren't children allowed to be interested in an exhibition about birth and death? I was eight when my mother died.
0: Is that who you think about? Looking at the picture... Your mother?
4: Not my mother, no. No.
0: You probably want to be left alone.
4: Well, I am used to my own company.
0: Both his jacket pockets bulged. One was the inhaler, yes, but the other?
3: Probably a bottle of water.
0: And can the shift confirm it
3: is water? Go and enjoy your Sunday, Celia.
0: The Tate's terms about the Spencer are clear. Their people hang it, their people take it down.
3: Unless there's an emergency.
0: Yeah, I'm comfortable with the arrangement. The picture's a monster.
3: Nevertheless, I would supervise a taking down if necessary. Thank you. If I thought it necessary.
0: And if I called in to give the instruction?
3: In that circumstance, I'd be reluctant.
0: Because you'd feel I'd
3: panicked? I might think it wasn't a good decision, not... Rational! Characteristic, I wanted to say.
0: Thanks for waiting for me.
2: Only a wolf eats alone.
0: The gallery world in Ireland is comparatively small, Robert. People talk to each other. Oh, if somebody heard about an incident at this exhibition, something smacking of mismanagement... A
2: touch paranoid, possibly.
0: Oh, you care for a Sauvignon shampoo?
2: Perspectives the key. This guy, whatever he is, obsessive, complete loser, full-blown head case. I mean, maybe
0: it is a religion thing. I interfere with somebody's sublime vigil. Great. Is he watching for something? Is he waiting for something? The
2: guy, so far, has done nothing but look. What day is it?
0: (laughs) So now I don't know what day it is.
2: (laughs) The working week starts tomorrow. You said he looked decently turned out. Did he smell? Of drink? Of neglect. It used to be called body odour. No. So... Mid-thirties, decently turned out, with the self-control to stay all day in one place. Probably has a job and probably goes back to it tomorrow. (laughs) Not unlike myself. (laughs) Now, darling, our day is not beyond rescue.
0: I really have to sleep better tonight.
2: I know how to make that more likely. Plexiglass.
0: When people look at it, they should see it
2: Not bits of their own reflection. It could be done tonight. Remember that Tate would never have lent you the spencer without my intervention. In my little way, I care about it. (laughs) You'd only care if you'd painted it or owned it. (laughs) Moi? Egocentric? Oh, come on, darling, laugh.
0: London's drained me of all my laughter. Don't
2: oh, be so harsh on the old place. It seems to have worked for a fair few Irish people over the years. In fact, take the Irish out of London's story, and it wouldn't really be London at all. Oh, spare me, Robert, will you? Spare me, Wilde and Shaw, and
0: all the word-weavers of Old Fleet Street, and the armies of contractors and nurses and helpful veterans of the underground. So the city worked for them. It hasn't worked for me. I suppose I'm just too much myself.
2: Relax. Darling, look, can we make a deal? The
0: two of us already have a deal. I'm just not quite sure what it is. If I
2: come up with a certain way of stopping our friend hanging around the Spencer all day, can we relax together? Have sex, Robert. Why not just say it? Visitors to the gallery can't bring in folding chairs. The original Covenant forbids it. He sits on a bench. On a gallery bench. More wine, darling. The bench gets taken away. Even the younger royals can't stand all day long.
0: The bench won't be there in the morning.
2: You happy now? How happy would that be, (laughs) exactly?
0: Come in It's not good news, is it, David?
3: He's just standing there. Really? I'm afraid so.
0: God, it's three twenty. What does he want?
3: Look, Celia, I'm more than willing to be direct. Suggest he moves on.
0: <laughs> David, the guy's done nothing. I'll move along there, sir, will you? Otherwise security will get involved. What if the press find out? Art lover thrown out of gallery. Now, there are three possible explanations here, aren't there? He's mentally ill, but has no reason for his behaviour. No reason known to himself, at any rate. Or he's mentally ill and has an agenda clear as daylight to himself. Perhaps the devil's given him an order. Soon as a red-haired woman in a blue top appears, savage the painting. All right. Now, the third explanation, he's perfectly sane with a reason you and I could understand for not moving ten feet away from that painting for three days. Surely we can come up with a reason, can't we?
3: It's for a bet? As a protest?
0: No, no, no. No, I've got it. He's a statue. He's a statue. It's performance art, isn't it? Is it? It's a comment on the consumption of art. A gesture about the difference between living and dead art. It's about commitment dedication, memory, oh, it's brilliant. Art disguised as non-art in an art gallery.
3: Do you actually believe any of that?
0: If I did, I'd be losing it. Well... And I'm not. Hold on, Robert. Speaker, darling. My hands are full. I'm painting. Huh? A local charity's heard I used to paint. Now they want a sketch for their Christmas appeal.
2: By Christmas, you'll be back in Ireland. Meanwhile, good news. Paul Honeywell's given me the run of his flat. Walking distance from the house and very well appointed. Darling, come down tomorrow night.
0: Look, I'm busy, Robert.
2: Well, I've been busy too, darling. I've found something out.
0: Yeah, call me on Friday, Robert. It's about
2: resurrection man.
0: How could you possibly have discovered anything about him?
2: Oh, I'm a resourceful cove with resourceful contacts. Remember how you got the Spencer? I'm going
0: home after work tomorrow. I need all the sleep I can get. So what have you found out?
2: His name is Stephen Berry. Lives alone in a housing association cupboard in Islington.
0: Look, call me on Friday, Robert. Bye. All right. Oh, no. Can I just establish something?
1: Is your paper expecting this story? As it happens, no. No? It's one of those little quirky hole-in-the-corner stories with potential. My national might be interested. Either way, I'm being surprisingly well-mannered letting you into the loop. Here's a chance for you to come across all art for everybody, including oddballs. The good-hearted administrator.
0: And if I decide to have Stephen removed? On what grounds?
1: He's a very calm guy, isn't he? Very undemonstrative. Oh, I could come up with some fair use principle.
0: Other people might consider they have a right to close communion with that particular masterpiece. Anything you do feeds my story. Of course, you realise at any moment he could try to damage
1: the painting. And how exactly would I be to blame? The publicity might trigger something in him. I'm responsible for keeping people informed about any and all aspects of the wide and wonderful world. Your responsibility is looking after your exhibits... Or oh, in this case, the Tates. How did you wangle the loan, by the way? Seems a bit of a coup. I really would prefer this story not to
0: appear. Locally
1: or nationally.
0: Even a smaller gallery like us sometimes deals with the superstars you know, Moira. Let it drop and and, and I'll get you a big name. An hour with Damien Hurst. Think what you could spin out of that.
1: Could you really fix that up? Can
0: you afford to risk that I couldn't? All right, then. I'll wait for your call. By the way, who contacted you about Stephen? Who
1: contacted me? Stephen did.
2: One double vodka. Thanks. Hold on. What's wrong? The drink's disappeared by magic. Oh, go to hell, Robert. Sorry, sorry. I'm really looking forward to tonight. Did you listen to my call? As soon as I heard you wanted to meet, I could hardly think of anything else. This journalist
0: may not be trustworthy.
2: An untrustworthy journalist? Now hold the front page.
0: She may push the story. You didn't listen to me, did you?
2: I have 20 minutes before getting back to the house. They're all yours.
0: Oh, don't patronise me, Robert.
2: Oh, look, actually, I am on top of it. The journalist... Whatever else she says, says she won't push the
3: story. Mm
0: -hmm. And who put her onto the story, Robert? Ah. Stephen Berry himself. Why? Why? I'm going to the bar.
2: You don't need another.
0: I do, because you don't listen to me. You don't
2: care. I did listen. Resurrection Man's father turns out to be Adrian Berry, once a top picture restorer. You had a chat with somebody at the National, an ex-colleague of Berry Senior.
0: You want another drink? I suppose I have to apologise. You're under a lot of stress. Stephen Berry is mentally ill. Was. Is. He's had a couple of breakdowns, been sectioned a couple of times. And Adrian Berry has been very open about it all.
2: I see a ray of light. Oh, you would. Surely a discreet and carefully worded ban on Stephen Berry is now quite justifiable. The Spencer is the nation's. The majority of the nation is in full possession of its sanity. Democratically, its needs trump the twisted needs of a member of the minority.
0: Tenderly push,
2: Robert. Time to show yourself some tenderness. You couldn't have been fairer to resurrection. Take the keys to Paul's fault. Go there and relax. I'll be there by 10 at the latest. Mm.
0: I'm off to the bar, Robert. It's a long tube ride to Chesham. Chesham? That's where Adrian Berry retired. Come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Excuse me? Yes? Sorry to bother you. This is where Stephen Berry lives? Stephen? I mean Adrian. Yes. Yes, it is. Have you seen him round today? No. Thanks
1: anyway. He hasn't been around for more than two weeks. House looks unoccupied at night. Normally lights blazing everywhere. He'll get burgled and it'll be all his own fault. Oh, I don't know.
2: What do you mean you
0: don't know? Let's just leave it. Well, perhaps you can, Robert. It happens to be my
2: future. You've been in touch with little David Knott. The gallery is locked up. Who knows? Perhaps tomorrow proves the day. Resurrection Man finally doesn't show up. One thing's for sure. Nobody will know more until tomorrow morning. Can't we take a break? You know something... I find you just as irresistible now as the first day I met you.
0: Are they connected? Stephen's vigil and the fact his
2: father hasn't been seen at home for two weeks. Perhaps Resurrection Man's killed Dad. Is that supposed to be a joke? Help me, Robert. Dare I point out that I virtually do nothing but help you? Would you like some unofficial pressure on our friend, some robust discouragement? Well, I'll pretend you didn't say that. Nothing violent, just the suggestion that he couldn't exactly rule violence out. I want you to help me understand. Understand? About him or you? Somewhere along the line, this has stopped being about him, about the trouble that he can cause. That's nonsense. It's an obsession now. His, yes. Not just his. Your behaviour has stopped making sense. Is Resurrection Man a personal threat? Is your staff ready for an attack on the painting? A possibility that a reasonable person would say is diminishing by the hour. So what if a small-time hack squeezes a human interest story into a local paper? The exhibition's had good reviews. You're nowhere near as vulnerable as you'd seem to think. So
0: you're saying I'm... I'm asking,
2: can we be kind to one another? Celia, darling.
0: Make my apologies to Paul Honeywell if you want. Tell him I loved the flat. Where are you going? I'm going back to my flat, Robert. To somewhere that didn't involve you sweet-talking Paul Honeywell, or you lying to your wife, or any sort of dishonesty whatsoever. Suddenly I realise something. When it comes to honesty, I need to get back into practice. Before it's too late. Do you remember me?
4: You talked about Churchill? I wondered if you might be a history teacher.
0: My name's Celia O'Dowd, and I'm the director of this gallery.
4: Are you? Well, you've been very patient, leaving me alone until now.
0: Don't your feet ache, Stephen?
4: Ah, you know my name.
0: I'm sorry I had to move the bench.
4: I'm sorry to have put you to the trouble of finding out my name.
0: There's something I'd like to suggest.
4: I intend no harm to anybody or to anything.
0: All the same. When somebody comes into the gallery and spends six, seven whole days positioned in front of the same painting, there's no way I can't involve myself.
4: Perfectly reasonable.
0: My staff is uneasy. How can they be sure you won't suddenly hurl yourself at the painting? I'm uneasy. Are other visitors put off by your continual presence?
4: You quite naturally would like me to go away. I'm sorry, I'm not quite convinced it's possible yet.
0: My suggestion is this. As this painting clearly holds it's a... It's
4: important to me, very important.
0: Yeah, therefore, I have an offer. You agree to give up your vigil. I agree to let you spend a complete night in this gallery, from closing time until opening time.
4: By myself?
0: <laughs> I couldn't go that far.
4: With how many attendants, then?
0: None. There would only be me.
4: Thank
2: you for letting me come round. I'll
0: spare me the humility, Robert.
2: Unfair, darling. Not
0: darling, not now. Or ever again.
2: I feel I've been found guilty of a crime yet to be devised. Can you honestly say that you're yourself at the moment? Oh, you'll sort
0: yourself out another convenient woman soon uh, enough. She may not work out as compliant as myself, but then <laughs> what's life without the odd challenge?
2: You think we're just about the sex? A surprising mistake for somebody so intelligent.
0: Do you like a quick drink before you go? I'm having one.
2: Not for me. I drink only for pleasure as you used to.
0: Do you know what I'm going to have after this drink? Another one. Oh,
2: this isn't you, Celia. Surely you see the drinking, the instability. Instability? The... But first you fixate on a work problem? <laughs> oh, Robert. Uh, then you suddenly end a relationship that served your needs perfectly well. And please don't pretend that we didn't arrive at mutually agreeable terms. Career and independence, your bottom line. Family and image, mine. We fit, Celia. Yes, I have to dissemble and you have to accept some limitations but I've never promised any squaring of circles and you've seemed content to accept that particular and not uncommon state of affairs. What's changed, Celia? Beyond your career, becoming a touch more problematic than usual. And please don't claim, however it might feel to you, that the change is in you. Damn London all you wish but it's been more an opportunity than anything else. I
0: want you to go now, Robert. I need to get ready to go back to the gallery.
2: The place closes at six on a Wednesday.
0: I'm staying overnight.
2: In the gallery?
0: Yes, with Stephen Berry.
2: What? Stephen Berry is mentally ill. Who's to say he hasn't killed his father? Why, Celia? At least tell me that. No, I can't. Why not? Because
0: I don't think I really have any clear idea why myself. You've checked the settings, David?
3: At least three times. I've no desire to wake up in the early hours wondering, have I not only left you in the company of our friend through the night, but also left the gallery's security compromised?
0: I take it you think I'm mad?
3: Highly ill-advised.
0: Our friend. Is he anybody's friend, I wonder?
3: By the way, you'll find some things on the staff room table. A Couple of blankets. A little radio, a book of Sudoku. Sudoku. (laughs) Well, I doubt this is a man much given to light conversation.
0: Thanks very much, David, for the stuff. I had wondered how long I'd have to pass filing my nails. Don't wait about.
3: I haven't seen... Stephen. Once closing time came, he just went off on a wander. Baffling.
0: Oh, he'll find his way back.
3: Celia, it's been six solid days. We could just ban him. Good night, David.
4: The bench is back.
0: It's a lot softer than the attendance chairs.
4: I hear them, the attendants, during the day. They must become used to me because they chat with each other. When's your next day off? I didn't get my top holiday choice. I feel sorry for them. People come here to refresh their spirits. The attendants can't stop thinking about being elsewhere. In their place, I'd be no different.
0: Today, you've been in here longer than any
4: attendant. Yes, that's true, isn't it? What do you do? As a job? I don't have one. I never really have. Do you recommend it? Would I like yours? Do you find any pleasure in it? I mean, the attendants can't be expected to find pleasure in their work, can they? A sense of usefulness, yes, plus... Sociability with workmates, yes, but not pleasure. Not by the strict definition. Do you find any pleasure? Sometimes. I have a tendency to talk too much in some situations. People can be put off. (laughs) This situation is hardly normal. You must really wish I'd stop coming to this gallery. It's completely fair. There must be a great deal on your mind. Know something? I will go. I'm so sorry, it's already past time. It already was when you suggested this, I suppose. No, no, don't. What? Don't go. Why why would you want me to stay? Because I'm...
0: I'm curious. Really? I've been very accommodating. Gallery regulations let me remove anybody I choose, but I haven't. Is this how I'm repaid? Your father... My father? Is known as a warm and generous man.
4: Did you come across him somewhere?
0: An acquaintance did.
4: Yes, my father's favourite painting, this one. Was? According to him, Spencer's work was unrivaled for its compassion. If I could only look at one painting for the rest of my life, he'd say it would be the resurrection.
0: Stephen, can yeah. I ask you something? Where is your father?
4: I don't know. I had been hoping to see him.
0: Here? Yes. You really have no idea where your father is? No. He hasn't been seen by his neighbour for quite some time. Yes. Yes. Normally he tells his neighbour when he's going away.
4: It's the sensible thing.
0: So I was wondering, what? is he
4: yes.
0: is he dead, Stephen? Dead? Do you know or not? Yes. You do know?
4: Yes, I imagine he is dead almost. Certainly.
0: But you're not sure?
4: That's strictly accurate. Good night. Stephen! Please, thank the attendants on my behalf. They were very patient.
0: Did you do something to your father? H- have you killed
4: him? I'd need a really good reason to kill him. You haven't then? He raised me by himself after my mother's death. He showed me so much love, It still felt he should take some of the blame for my circumstances. You know about my problems, presumably. Oh,
0: the question was unforgivable.
4: I asked for it standing here day after day.
0: No, I was unforgivable and stupid and crass.
4: After you said it, yes. Heard yourself say it out loud, but before... The same. Did part of you believe it? Is that part still unconvinced?
0: I don't happen to think I'm alone with a mad killer. Positive. I had to say something to stop you leaving. I told you, I'm curious.
4: Around three months ago, I had a very difficult conversation with my father. I already knew he had developed sight problems, just part of being over 80, I thought, but he said a specialist had found retinal hemorrhages, the very worst sort. My father's sight would deteriorate very rapidly into virtual blindness. not tolerable, said my father, simply, compassionately yet at the same time seeming to recall every single hour of his life spent looking intently in order to restore genius. I've already made certain arrangements, he said. A large amount of money would shortly appear in my bank account. How, I asked him, did he intend to do it? Kill himself? In a painless way, he said, and soon. Shortly he would disappear to somewhere to stay in a beautiful place and on a day which felt appropriate, end his life. There wasn't the slightest trace of depression in his voice when it came to my own emotions nothing was stronger than the pride i felt in not trying to dissuade him not something i feel very often pride in myself two weeks ago my father phoned to say goodbye he would no longer be contactable soon afterwards i realized i had to see him one last time there
0: was something you had to say to him
4: no there was nothing i had to say to him i just wanted to be with him, understand. No, I'm not sure that I do. As long as my father was alive, the world felt like my home. I knew once he was gone, then I wanted that feeling one last time. I remembered the painting. Surely he would want to see it one last time. I went to the Tate, I found out it was here. He might come here out of his own need. I decided he might come if I made the news.
0: The world is your home, Stephen. Good night. No, come back. Sorry? No. no. I will. I will. I will slash the painting. You see that? You see the nail file?
4: You won't do it.
0: I need you to stay.
4: Oh, I see. Do you? I think so.
0: You know, Stephen. Once you didn't, but now. I can't help you. Sleep. And peace and certainty, they're all starting to slip away. I feel the night starting to soak through my skin.
4: You think you're having a breakdown?
0: Tell me if I am.
4: I can't, I'm afraid. The match is struck, the flame moves down the matchstick. Your fingers feel the pain before the fire reaches them.
0: How do I survive?
4: You don't survive.
0: You're wrong. No, you do.
4: No, you are transformed. You take into your life a traitor, yourself. There's no such word in any language as unbetrayed. What can I say? A breakdown? A breakdown is an invitation to a costume party. The theme of the party is superheroes. You go to the costume shop. It is pointless. No, don't you
0: go. Don't. Stop. Stop and I'll slash this painting. I'll, I'll, I'll slash it to ribbons.
4: At the costume shop, you ask for suggestions. Superman's popular, says the owner, but you're not enthusiastic. Won't there be one there already? Maybe two, you ask. So the owner suggests Batman. Less of a risk? Yeah, you say, but... Still a risk, so the owner fetches another costume. The Incredible Hulk, he says. Women squeeze the muscles and you can use the line all night long. What line, you ask? You know, says the owner. You won't like me when I'm angry. But you're not keen. Now the owner fetches a pile of costumes. Spider-Man, but you shake your head. The owner tries Green Lantern, no thanks. Elastic Lad, Sun Boy, no, no thanks. Ultra Boy, Storm Boy, you shake your head. Element Lad, Matterita Lad, no, no, no thanks. Finally, the owner sighs. There's only one costume I haven't shown you, the least popular. Diagonal Man. The owner fetches it. Straight away, you notice something odd. The Diagonal Man costume happens to be identical to your own clothes. Also, you've never heard of Diagonal Man before. Sure, he's a superhero, you ask. The real thing, says the owner. What are his superpowers, then, you ask? The owner shrugs his shoulders. Diagonal Man's never told anybody what they are. Surely, you say, other people can see what they are, see their effect. The owner shakes his head. All the same, you consider it for a few seconds. I just... Don't think it's me, you say, finally. Oh, but it is, says the owner, and the chances of more than one diagonal man at the average party are very slim. Right. I'll take it, then, you say. But as the owner hands over the costume, something occurs to you. Wouldn't it make more sense, you ask, if I went as I am? The owner pretends to punch himself. (laughs) why didn't I think of that? You do see my point, you say. I certainly do, says the owner. Go to that party as you are and have the time of your life. that nail
3: file, please.
0: Thank you. Be generous to me, Stephen. Tell me what happened.
4: Breakdown at 20, in the middle of a university exam. 20 years' fear squeezed into a few seconds, the seed of my future crushed in a single breath and then hospital somewhere Doors open and close after midnight, sounding like doors opening and closing between continents, somewhere so many faces carry the same question. How did it come to this? The new companions. Felix, sure he can turn iron into gold. Howard, convinced he will be hung in the morning. Pauline, always with a scarf, hiding the scars from setting herself on fire. Eventually, the hospital has no place for you. Out you go, clutching your little secret. You only share with the other transformed. Your transformed existence begins your days are now gaps between sleep to be filled, not productively, or gladly, or impressively, filled like holes in the road, bad teeth, awkward silences, and half always there in the background. How did it come to this?
0: I'm grateful. Good night. The world is still your home. Goodbye. Goodbye. She's attractive, Robert.
2: Sorry? God. Celia. I didn't realize you were here tonight.
0: No, of course you didn't. She's very attractive, Robert.
2: Sarah is a key figure in this city's cultural landscape. Listen, Celia, I'm glad our paths have crossed. Somebody said that you're. Resigning?
0: Mm, It's true. I'm going back home.
2: Without a job? You must know what you're doing. Let's hope so. It wasn't your night with resurrection, man, was it? He didn't make you think it would be a good idea? As a matter of fact, it was. Surely one of life's victims can't take the wind out of your sails.
0: Oh, it's very simple in the end. For me, the Irish Sea has a slope.
2: And what the hell does that mean?
0: She's coming back. Your key figure in the city's cultural landscape. You'll probably want to tell her an interesting vacancy's coming up. The painting is back in the tate.
4: All this is far better than the painting. Look, aren't I West Spencer imagined himself?
0: I'm sorry I was slow to get in touch, but I've been busy.
4: Good. You must feel stronger then.
0: I'm going back to Ireland.
4: You have a plan?
0: I have to find something. I might paint in the meantime. All I know is I never did like dressing up in a costume. Just not brave enough. Stephen, I'm very sorry about your father.
4: He had a long life. In the end, he did what he wanted.
0: Is it? uh, Don't misunderstand me. Is it what you want?
4: I've wondered about that lately. The other night I felt it might be close at hand. Then I found myself thinking about Pauline.
0: The girl who set herself on fire.
4: One afternoon in hospital, I was sitting by myself. Pauline appeared in a maroon scarf, I think. By now, I knew something about her. At nine, she'd regularly been pimped out by her father. Want something to do, Pauline asked me. Sure, I said. Let's go and see my friend then, said Pauline. Off we headed to the top floor of the hospital, Pauline moving as though the whole place was her home. Who's your friend, I asked. Francesca, said Pauline. Lovely name, isn't it? Francesca was a bit older than Pauline, a beautiful stick-thin anorexic in her bed in a private room full of framed photographs. Francesca on a horse, Francesca on skis, Francesca on a terrace in Venice, reminders of what waited when she stopped starving herself. Francesca seemed glad to see Pauline. Didn't seem to mind at all when Pauline said to me, look at her, isn't she lovely? The day she leaves here, the lads will be swarming round her. Then Pauline clapped her hands in delight. Isn't that a gorgeous bed jacket, she said, and it was. Embroidered cashmere. Francesca's mum did the sewing herself, said Pauline. She visits Francesca every day. She even wanted to stay in this room. Imagine that. Then Francesca frowned. Anything wrong, said Pauline. Not those asshole psychiatrists again. Francesca indicated Pauline should move closer to her, so Pauline bent towards her. Closer, Francesca gestured. So Pauline moved closer, close enough for Francesca to shoot out a hand, pull off Pauline's scarf, drop it to the floor. I looked at Francesca's face, full of a mysterious hatred, seeking any target it could. Know what Pauline said? In that moment, when the room seemed full of the smell of burning flesh, know the only thing she said? Now, how's that going to help? I watched Pauline stoop to pick up her scarf, this magnificent kid who'd tried to sacrifice herself to the Lord Payne. And I was flooded by a single thought. Never, never, ever waste yourself. Hmm.
0: The same goes for you. Is that what you're saying? Seems to be. That night in the gallery, you knew that even if your father was still alive, he couldn't come at night.
4: So why did I agree? Yes. I don't know. It must have been for the company. <laughs>
1: That was Preferred Medium by Bob Gallagher. Kathy Rose O'Brien was Celia O'Dowd and Nick Dunning played Robert Troman's MP. Stephen Berry, the man in the gallery, was played by Chris McCallum and Michael James Ford was David Knott. Moira Devlin and The Neighbour were played by Natalie Radmell quirk Sound supervision was by Richard McCulloch, and the music used throughout the play was Bach's Well Tempered Clavier, performed by Glenn Gould. And the producer was Kevin Reynolds.
0: RTA.ie forward slash drama on one.